the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Ah, look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, this is James from Cave Dweller Music. Thanks for tuning in. I have my co-host Brandon with me, and today we're joined by two members of the band Soy, uh, Max and Eric. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you want to just kind of tell everyone a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about Soy for anyone, for anyone who doesn't know your music? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Eric. Uh, I use he or they pronouns, and I am the vocalist and primary lyric writer in, in Soy, and sometimes I do saxophone. <laughs> nice. and then i'm i'm max i'm i use he him uh i'm the lead guitarist and one of the two main primary primarily um music songwriters in the band and i like making very loud noises with my guitar <laughs> and uh soy is a very amorphous noise rock project from southern ohio so edge of appalachia mason dixon line rust belt um but we're unabashedly queer and um you know we're queer we're here we're queer and we're full of existential fear so we're ready <laughs> is that on the uh, back of your t-shirts no it should be though we yeah, have like a, we do have a t-shirt that says it's like the dare logo and it says soy keep noise rock gay Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you have your future is queer shirt too, which you wore a few times. Oh, I'm wearing it right now. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I'm wearing a pink cardigan and a shirt that says the future is queer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of just wanted to start off by saying thanks for contributing to our charity sampler. We really uh, appreciate the tracks that you guys gave us, and we're happy you were a part of it. Yeah, killer tunes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's no yeah. problem. Yeah, we really appreciated it. Um, it's I, it, I, I, we have followed your account for a minute and uh, always like the stuff that you guys put out. And so we were like, oh shit, let's do it. Um, for real. That's awesome. I mean, we, we actually hadn't heard your music before you put the name down on the, um, the sign up list. And then the second I heard is like, yeah, these guys, they're, they're definitely going on this. This is perfect, perfect fit. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. We aim to please. <laughs> well, you have one track from the last album, the um, Jonathan album, that pleased both Brandon and I like a hell of a lot. Um, we both absolutely love track 11. Uh, this track is a planet killer. We were actually oh talking about that today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is one of our favorites. Playing that live is just like we always do that as the closer because obviously nice. it's like the loudest biggest thing we do but there one the first time we played it all the way back like in 2020 we actually had one guy who was you know head bumping so hard he accidentally like bit into his lip and started bleeding and stuff <laughs> like that it was that intense it was fun. and then yeah. the last time we played it live we were in a, like a weird church right. in the middle of like, nowhere and at the end i i stripped basically nude and ran off into the woods 
Uh, like, how else did you finish the song other than to like tear your dress off and run away into the woods? I think that's I, a, I, uh, the, the clothes that I people remember. <laughs> I, yeah. I I remember during that that show. I don't remember that, but then I was looking at a video of us playing that, and I just see you out of the corner, just run off screen, shirtless, going. Ah! <laughs> and they're like oh shit i don't remember that that's hilarious yeah mm-hmm. that actually makes me think of um butthole surfers you know those guys oh we of love surfers for sure yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah very much that's sort of the realm of music that that is the basis of what we do is that sort of like bordering on the absurd but like also just really fun <laughs> Right, yeah, rooted in punk and noise, but not quite either as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I kind of wish that I had seen them in the nineties, because from what I've heard, that their live shows, like when they were first starting out, were absolutely insane. Like it just got ridiculous. Mm. For sure, for sure. I mean, I feel like shows now are so tightly regulated i guess like I know there's still like plenty of great house shows but i feel like in the 90s even at like big venues there were like no rules or something right so shit like absolutely bizarre right exactly like everything just got crazy like you hear all those stories about like the, the extreme metal bands and the underground doing insane stuff and like all those 90s noise rock bands just being completely weird on stage and stuff so yeah, yeah. i think that um have you seen that documentary on netflix about woodstock 90 uh in the 90s I haven't yet, no, but I've heard, I've seen the memes about it. <laughs> okay, that that's kind of like a personification of what we're talking about. Like, the fact that that was allowed to go down at a festival was just absolute insanity like that. Nowadays, that would never happen. For sure. It, For sure. I think, like, the 94 Woodstock had, like, all the mud and everything. And then in 99 Woodstock, there was, like, fires. It was, like, really yes. violent, too. Yeah. That's what it, I heard. It, they both had the mud that apparently the mud was like completely contaminated with feces. Oh, and, um, cause oh. the, yeah, the, like... the porta potty is like leaking into the water supply and they were, everyone was like swimming in it and drinking it. And people got like well, trench, <laughs> trench, mouth, trench mouth and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say like hoof and mouth disease and like, just <laughs> <laughs> like whatever crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, that's yes. that maybe not the exact element of the 90s that we're trying to bring back these right, days. Yeah, right. for, well, <laughs> for the lack of feces. I don't know. Crazy stuff happens. But, like, it definitely that sort of artsy... or No, artsy is the wrong way to put it because we're not trying to be pretentious. We're just trying to be ridiculous. And right. It's really expressive in a natural way, though. Just, like, I'm being... Unconstrained. Hmm? Unconstrained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Yes. Obviously, you have uh, butthole surfers as an influence. Who else would you say that your sound is influenced by? Uh, one of the big ones is uh, all like the Andy uh, Falcus projects, like McCluskey and Future mm. of the Left. Oh like, yeah, we worship we worship them. So good, like amazing. And then you know a lot of like we like a lot of post hardcore bands too. Like particularly like Fugazi is awesome, mm-hmm. and. We have like universal stuff, and then each member sort of has their own like personal type stuff. Like with our bassist, for example, like her favorite band is Oxbow, and I and we love Oxbow too. But she's like, 
love like the weird experimental parts and then like with uh the guy's like weird voice and like during the shows after each song he would take off a piece of clothing and slowly strip to his underwear <laughs> like he was great whereas like for me like like i i kind of everyone else with like the post-hardcore stuff i was a little late to that stuff because uh -huh. when the band formed i was born to like the alt rock and like the 2000s garage rock like the white stripes and the black keys and stuff like that and okay. I, I still love like Jack White and stuff like that. But in terms of musically of what I want to write, it mostly came from like the post-hardcore alternate noise rock type stuff and punk music of like the 90s and 2000s. Right. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I, 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 I love everything that we all do. But in terms of stuff that I like use for my vocal stuff is like Idols, Mud Honey, yes. uh, Brainiac uh melvin's just like or and even like dead kennedy's and um faith no more who, who's like just like really dynamic weird like i heard i can't even wh who's the lead singer of faith no more again what's his name I'm um oh like man that. i did mike yeah mike patton yeah mike patton i saw like a when i was a kid i saw a documentary and it was they were like looking at his like vocal cords or something and he was saying like oh i just use my vocal cords like they're putty and i was like that's what i want to do i want to just like <laughs> i want to make all these crazy noises like I, I i really don't focus on like melody unless it like absolutely suits me i'm just like can i go like yeah just as shitty as possible basically yeah you i mean like to a degree, it's shitty in the sense that, like, I don't really care that much about it sounding pretty. I just want it to be, like, what's cathartic for me. It's, like, uh -huh. me, my my whole thing is, like, I don't, like, I love our, our the, the especially, like, the small cult following you have of fans. But, like, for me, it's, like, it's just for me. That's that's why I'm doing yeah. shit. Yeah. And also, you, your, your vocals, too, like, you do have the ability to be like really melodic and singing you did that more on our first album versus mm. jonathan and we're hoping for we really hope that you bring some of it back but yeah, yeah eric is just like eric is just like a such a diverse and good singer and a really good front person like it's just stop. great stop <laughs> like i like I, we've talked like eric we've talked about times before where we're like oh we need to like you because you live in maine and everyone else lives in ohio and so mm -hmm. like, oh, when I'm in Maine, you guys just need to get someone to replace me. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's, not, it's really not possible. Yeah. Does hey, that does that distance kind of make it hard to record and play live stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, that's part of the reason I feel like we make we try to do our, our so crazy at our shows to some degree because it's like we do like one or two shows a year. Okay. And and so, like, we just go absolutely apeshit. And it's also, we just make it extra weird and bizarre. Like, last time we invited a bunch of people to, like, a weird church in the middle of the Ohio, like, middle of nowhere. <laughs> people we <laughs> never, never met and they just had, like, a bizarre, like, semi-religious punk show. And I don't know. It was really funny. We had organs in it and everything. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Is there any uh, footage from that? I wonder. There there no there is um i'll i it's in a google drive folder i saw it once but i'll i could probably like send it to you guys if you still need it <laughs> i'm just curious i'm just curious about the organs yeah. and being involved in the church it's setting. 
it's like for the it's like one of those like you know like the organs aren't that loud unfortunately in comparison to all of our amplifiers and like the pa <laughs> system that we that we use so i could see eric like going up there in the footage but you can't hear but it's really oh, funny okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so how did the band form were you always separated by distance or did you used to be in the same town or city or yeah we grew up in all in the same I mean, like, not the exact same town, but the same area in southern Ohio, like in the Ohio River Valley. Um, and we all went to the same middle school and high school, um, which was like a kind of like bougie private school, if we're being honest. And it was like, yeah, we never really fit in because we were like the really wannabe punks. And <laughs> like all the kids were looking at like, their Land Rovers and shit. And like, yeah, we were playing and like, we're blasting bad brains and shit, and like trying to be <laughs> and like, like wearing ripped clothes and fucking heavy metal t shirts. It's like that classic, just like, I don't know, it's like angry suburban kids. It's, it's the classic. <laughs> and the thing is, with our grade specifically, is that there were, you know, there were like the other grades had a few people that were in that category. And our grade, the grades in general at our school were really small. It was more, no more than like 80 people. And usually there'd be like five or six people within each grade that fit in that category. But for us, it was like 30 of us. Yeah, it was like, like, like 25% of our grade was just like yeah. weird punks and, and and like weebs and furries and gun <laughs> and like punks and metalheads and emos. It was really funny. Yeah, but our yeah, grade... Uh, Oh, I was, I was going to say that in terms of like the exact origin of the band, it was basically Eric, our bassist, Leah, and our guitar Lex, and our current drummer, Noah, and then another ex-classmate named Matt um, were all in a band together for like the high school football bands and whatnot. And I, I wasn't a part of it originally. I'd always just see them. And that was also during the time where I didn't get into the music that Eric and everyone else liked and so I'm like oh you guys are I literally said in like my freshman year of high school oh Nirvana is too edgy for me which is <laughs> fucking ridiculous which is so ridiculous but they were in their own band and they would play at the talent shows but their guitarist Matt he would like kind of just want to do Pearl Jam or Led Zeppelin or stereotypical songs and everyone else didn't have a say and then like it was Eric could probably tell it better than I did I just heard about it, is that they were doing the junior year talent show yeah. And they were kind of like deciding what song to do. And Matt wanted to do like a Pearl Jam song. Everyone's like, oh, maybe. And then Eric and everyone else like, no, we should do Whitewater by Caius. And then yeah. they were like, and he got really mad apparently. I don't know. I wasn't there, but then he got kicked out of Eric's house, brought in another <laughs> friend of ours. Band drama. Yeah, band drama. And then because of that, a month later, we had an event in our school called Discovery Day which is we dedicate one day to do like a non-school activity like art. And in this case, it was like rock band. But since there was still that tension between everyone else and Matt, we just like, he was a senior, we were juniors. So I'm like, okay, let's just do juniors and seniors. And at the time I never played guitar with any of them, even though I, I joined for the discovery day thing. And we got together and we, we, did California Uber Alice. We learned that in like two hours mm -hmm. and then a very early version of early man and then the greatest song of all time you suffer by napalm death and yeah. we did that like all really <laughs> but we did it all really proficiently and everyone was like wow this is like the most proficient that we've ever been and we started a band over that, at that time we were the first name we had was ellen degenerate 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it was poor comrade. And then during an assembly our senior year, Leah just came up and she was like, Soy. I forget the exact context. Was a period but, at the but, end. Yes. It's perfect. It was, it was it was originally capital S lowercase O capital Y. Yeah. And then <laughs> they was... wouldn't accept that when we tried to publish it on Spotify. So they we were like, okay, I guess we'll just be regular soy with a period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just don't you I bet you could use it on DistroKid. Don't you see me, baby? We learned the whole thing. Yeah, but also I keep in mind that this whole story, I I'm like having like flashbacks of high school now. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like keep in mind that at that time we're just all a bunch of cishet dudes, or at least thought we were, like just like just a couple of cishet white dudes, mm-hmm. and then we like all periodically came out in our own way, like really hard came out <laughs> and like. <laughs> basically changed our whole the way we lived our lives and and yet the thing is like the music stayed with us it was something that sort of like in at least for me like ties the selves that i have been and the self that i am now like just this sort of like fun project that feels really authentic regardless of like who i am at the time yeah and just our general friendship because we were all friends before the band started like we've been friends forever yeah, like that's what it's mostly yeah. about. We Friends not only first. do we enjoy playing music together, we enjoy being together, even if it's not music related. Yeah, it's kind of like isn't the real soy the friends that we made along the way? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but it shows that's why we your, did it shows in the music. Like that's why the music's so much fun to listen to because you guys are genuinely having fun playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, specifically with our most recent album, because like the first album we did. We we're still kind of trying to figure out what to do. I still wasn't fully on board with like all the music that everyone else liked. But then with Jonathan, COVID happened. I kind of got on the same plane of what we should do musically. And so we had the time with COVID. And thankfully, we didn't, none of us got sick, but we mostly just spent time writing music. And to this day, it is still my favorite stuff to play because we were all just like in sync with each other. Yeah. yeah. We all just kind of got it. Awesome. It shows. Yeah, it's quality. Thank you. <laughs> so you have a an album coming up as well that you wanted to uh, mention a little bit. It, it's called uh, Re-Energize. It's, it's a remix album, right? Yes. Yes, it, it is. <laughs> it's, it is. So our first album was called Energize Me, and that was recorded during high school as part of, as part of like a senior requ- requirement sort of thing. And for us, like, oh, as high schoolers, as 18-year-olds, oh, we just kind of went in did the music let our producer guy bill which we still love god bless bill he did some yeah. stuff with the band gang green i think and we were, were like holy shit that's awesome yeah and yeah. so we just kind of like did it recorded it in two days he mixed it in the day and we're like we got to get it out as soon as possible and then we kind of listened back to it as the years went on and we're like you know bill's kind of more of like doing his job and we didn't know what we were doing Mm-hmm. And so we were like, these songs are still really good, but I feel like they could be better. And so three years later, out of the blue, we texted Bill saying, hey, can we have the stems for them? And he responded and gave us them. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, yeah, totally cool with it, and which is super awesome. And so then yeah. for me, I was the one that put it on myself to be like, OK, now I'm going to learn how to basically produce rock music. And it took <laughs> me a, a few months to learn how to like get 
I've worked on like Early Man, which is one of our songs for like a few months. And then I finally got a version that like sounded good in my car speakers. And then I kind of redid everything else. But then Eric was like, what if we give the stems to other artists and they could do their own like dance and like electronic remixes. And so we did that and we got like a bunch of like awesome responses from other artists just making like dance remixes of the saw has spoken or our friend sean who made like a noise remix and it just adds on more depth to the music and it's something that i'm as someone who produced half the record i'm really proud of it <laughs> mm. yeah and that's out on um, that's gonna be out april 11th on liminal dread productions fucking love our label guys they're so great yes. um absolute icons go check them out liminal dread productions.com Hell how yeah. did you um come to work with liminal dread max you know this more than more than yeah me. so the the head of the record label are, are two two friends that i went to college with and we were part of a guitar club at my university and then he graduated early and then he was like he came back one one day after he graduated just to say hi to everyone when he was in town and he was like hey i'm part of i've like made a record label and he brought like a cassette and it looked really cool and he was like you know you should just get soy on to join it and we we're like that sounds like a great idea and so we kind of talked about it for a few months and then eventually we left our old label floor jazz which is awesome yeah but then we... floor jazz for real great yeah. great great folks as well um who helped us uh put out um jonathan helped us mix it help us distribute it and everything yeah shout out to fred and smith math oh the smith math doesn't exist anymore which he's like i got a new project but i forget the name of it but it's it sounds pretty cool they've got like a vinyl out. i'll shout it out yeah. some yeah but it was kind of we needed that was for like because floor jazz is very diy and for us at the time like that's what we exactly what we needed but now since we're all going to graduate college soon and we'll actually have time to dedicate to the band instead of, you know, waiting for months on end to do stuff, we kind of decided to go to something more serious with more wider connections because the two guys who run it live, one lives in New York and one lives in Minnesota. So it adds more like regional distribution. Nice. It just seemed a little bit more like professional just for us to take the next step forward, basically. Right. Yeah. And I mean, also, we caught them right at a time when they were like signing a bunch of new bands and like literally some of them are so cool. There's bands like uh, Tooth Puller is, I, is, is like a two piece, like black metal uh, kind of atmospheric. It's, it's really good. Tooth Puller, freaking um, uh, Hypno, hip, what are they called? Hypnopompia? Hypnopompia. I don't know. I actually... I don't know many of the actual band names. Michael told me about this one like 16 year old kid who makes black metal in his like recording studio by, owned by his parents. And he like mixes and produces everything and then sends it to him, does it all by himself. And he's like 16. Oh, it's yeah. really good. I've heard some of it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. So we, we were just really lucky that they were like, oh, you know, especially because we weren't, we're not like, not that Liminal Dread Productions is at, all, is at all, like, restrictive in their genres, but it definitely focuses more on, like, black metal and, like, um, you know, dark atmospheric stuff. And our and our music is, like, intense, but I don't think I could really call it dark and atmospheric. Mm -hmm. um, or even, like, like, I, like, definitely has elements of, like, black metal and, like, 
everything grindcore and power violence and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm not sure we fit. I, I, I'm not sure we fit exactly in, but they were like, hey, your music is good. And we were like, hey, your label is cool. Let's get married. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are helping them branch out to a new, new uh, demographic. Exactly. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that we are, basically, they wanted. And they also said, like, oh, we need a, an Ohio connection, too. And we were like the first, I don't know if we were the first, but like one of like the more, I guess, somewhat well-known Ohio bands, which was important to them too. And right. it's like, they're my, they're my friends. And I, after like knowing them for years and playing with them too, musically, like these guys know what they're doing and we just need to get on that train. Mm-hmm. Now looking through that, they are a band camp right now. They have some really interesting looking stuff on here. I'm going to have to listen through this later. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's an album called A Revolutionary Field Guide to North America. I'm oh, sorry, to the Mushrooms of North America, Volume One. <laughs> yes, iconic. Um, Mike or I don't I don't actually know how to say it. It's Michael he Michael Whatever it is, absolutely <laughs> super cool. Uh exchange some words on Instagram, seem like really sick people, sick pe- person. Awesome. And green such a cool name. Yeah, Green Anarchist Anti-Fascist Experimental Black Metal from Wisconsin. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> that definitely sounds interesting. Yeah. So talking about Ohio, um, are there any local or regional bands that people should be listening to that may not know about? Uh, we mentioned earlier, but Brainiac, they're from Dayton, and okay. they made some, like, three albums in the 90s. That's, like, those are our, like, local heroes, I guess. They're awesome. They're so good. Yeah, and uh, bands that are Slut Bomb. Slut Bomb is really great. Um, Body Farm from Columbus, really, really cool. Minority Threat from uh, uh, Columbus, I think. Um, this Moment in Black History, oh, great band. I'm not sure they're still together. I Wait, think they're, they're from Ohio? Yeah, they're from Cleveland. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think. It's great. It's just like all really good punk. It's really good D- DIY. You know, Ohio has a lot of reputations um, for a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. musically, it's like either country music or emo. And there's definitely some really great emo bands. Um, like, Cataracts. Um, like Cataracts is so good. We've played with them before. Um, but also there's a really cool kind of underground, like, I'm not sure I could give it an exact name, but like, we're really trying to push the limits sonically, like w- whether it's like t- combining different interesting genres or like really just being so aggressive, it extends beyond any label like punk or metal. It's just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> because like, how else are you going to react to living in Ohio other than to be like screaming? You could be the Black and Keys for Akron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I blame it, on, blame it on the, blame it on the pollution from the Ohio River, but like, it's <laughs> there's a lot going. On. And the chili, don't forget about the chili. That, oh, that creates a different pollution on its own. Chili. Right. <laughs> hey man, love Scotland chili. That is like the that is the most heated debate in like the southern Cincinnati area is skyline chili. Have any, have any of you We're guys heard from- of Skull? I was going to ask no, you guys no. about Skyline Chili. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 So we're not 
technically from Cincinnati. We're from like greater Cincinnati. We're outside of the city um, in like kind of like Ohio, like the way the Southern Ohio is it like drop, you drop suburbs in the middle of the woods, but there's definitely smelling chilies around there. And me personally, I think it's absolutely delicious. Um, I know it's really controversial because it's like sweet. It, it's like sweet chili on spaghetti and I know that sounds really weird, but it's they so put chocolate in it. Good, yeah, it's like cocoa. crazy. Huh. Exactly, and they then the hot a- dogs they have. If for some reason there's <laughs> something about the hot dogs that are like you can't find them anywhere else, and they're like so good. And they put like an entire like mountain of really thinly sliced like cheese on top of it. Yeah, like oh, they look fire. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, hot dogs look good. I'm looking at those right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, cheese coney. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. I mean, like, there's that. The, you know, Ohio is one of those places where there's a lot to. There's a lot of reasons not to go, but if there, the few reasons there are to go, skyline chili for sure. Yeah, just just to get the experience, because the biggest experience that, regardless if you like it or not, it will make you feel terrible after you eat it. No matter <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, like it or not, feel like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the food you need, like wet naps for to clean up afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's when you eat something chili. It's like the end of your day. I keep seeing commercials where people are like, "I, you know, Skyline for breakfast or Skyline for lunch." I'm like, I eat Skyline for breakfast. Skyline is pretty good. I, yes. I'm, I just not leave my home after that. I it's would like, literally. Uh, and they're like, oh, I like bringing the family. I'm like, are you trying to kill your children? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is like pure. I wanted to sleep on the car ride home. Eat this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out Skyline Chili, but don't eat it too much. Don't eat Gold Star. <laughs> that, don't eat Gold Star, no, though. Fuck gold, fuck gold Star. Yeah. What is Gold Star? It's the like competing chili place that does the exact same kind of chili. Okay. But bad. And it, but it's like worse. It's like the only difference. But I even do the hot dogs. I'm looking at their menu now too. Yeah, exactly. It's like the exact. And then they some. I don't know. I'm sure you can just make this claim. There's no like board or anything. But all their billboards are like Gold Star, the taste of Cincinnati. And I'm like, can you just claim that for yourself? Can you just call yourself? It's. I mean, they probably copyrighted that saying or some bullshit. Yeah, they pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like. Yeah, they pay for it. We didn't vote. There was no democracy <laughs> all there. Well, it's like every restaurant ever claims they're the best or whatever in the city or best in the world. It's like best coffee in San Diego or whatever. And yeah, it's you like, can just well, make those back, claims. Back like, that up. Repackage Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, exactly. Or like, or like the Fiji water. I'm convinced the Fiji water is just some dude in Minnesota filling it up with his garden hose and then oh, just yeah, flaps the water and ships it off. <laughs> it's not as bad as those um what are they called the electrolyte balanced waters whatever they are um that's alkaline stuff, that's nonsense where it's nonsense special water I'm like, fuck you I, i've seen <laughs> water that is uh filtered through lava rocks and yeah it's like <laughs> what is yeah you know on? i love it i love my water extra minerally yeah there, there, was, some, there was someone my that... water through lava there was someone who went to our, our, our bougie private school and she would drink. You could like look up the brand of water. It's like one bottle would cost $20 on Amazon. It was from glaciers. It was from glaciers. It's pure, not touched by humans. And I'm like, 
and it has not touched by humans. They like zombie viruses in it. <laughs> yeah. The thing, the thing is in there actually from Real. John Carpenter. <laughs> John Carpenter loves John Carpenter. Have you uh, heard of Bristol Farms? Anyone here? That sounds familiar. It's Wait, this I have famous grocery store chain in LA. Um, that is like I don't know. It's like literally everything that's wrong with capitalism, and it's <laughs> like it's like the exact same stuff you can buy anywhere basically, but it's like six times the price, and people just pay it so they can say they bought it from Gelson's and like. Every in a, every celebrity in LA shops there basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the pay like there's like a video of someone walking through there and they're charging like eighteen dollars for like a bolognese sauce in a in a jar. Uh, why? Like, smoothies it, for, is like, it like one of those like everything's organic and yes. comes from like the the rarest of countries or whatever bullshit? Yeah, it's, it's, like, market like, it. yeah. it's like when Whole Foods isn't expensive enough for you, right? Real. If you yeah, honestly. Yeah, we have jungle gyms. That's our like weird store in Cincinnati. Okay, it, they just it's like not, they just it's not bougie though. Jungle gyms, yeah, isn't... It's, not... it's like weird. <laughs> it's it's so strange. It's also ginormous. There's two of them, and you can get lost in there. It's There's... like a, it's like halfway between a grocery store and an amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not even exaggerating in any way. There's like giant crazy shit. There's like cars on the ceiling and like there's like, animatronics everywhere. Animatronics oh, we and... used to have a place just like that because I grew up in New Zealand. Um, we had a place yeah. just like this in New Zealand. Not not the um I'm looking at it now. Wow, there's like waterfalls and grottos and stuff. We didn't have that, but we did have like the animatronic animals that sung and danced in our like produce section in the meat section all that stuff that's I so miss, horrifying I, I miss i miss that as a kid like as a kid you don't find it horrifying as an adult you find it horrifying mm -hmm. that's for me i just am like five nights at freddy's like I yeah <laughs> have you seen that nicholas cage movie about that where he doesn't yeah. speak speak the whole movie basically i saw the first 25 minutes and then i got uh, I didn't, it wasn't like I got bored. I just got sidetracked and then I never ended up finishing it. But it's, it's pretty good. It's like, it's peak Nicolas Cage. I love Nicolas Cage and I love horror movies. So I feel like it would be perfect for me. So, right. I, yeah. I just, yeah. So how do you feel about Mandy? Have you seen Mandy? I thought Mandy was great. I, I, love, I love Mandy. I, I, I love the, the, the whole God, the way they used color in the cinematography, mm -hmm. everything was like so dreamy, oh. yet so visceral. It was so good. Yeah, and I don't know. I the the and the ending scene with the the sky and stuff. I won't go into it, but like it's so great. It is, and they did the whole like sort of old school grindhouse like uh, um, filter type thing on everything, where it made it look like cheap cheap film, old and outdated. I love that look. And they have like that like really like throbbing <laughs> i used the word throbbing <laughs> um, <laughs> like like uh pulsing like like atmospheric heavy metal it's like really like it truly is like a black metal aesthetic for a yeah horror. for sure yeah. like black metal mixed with like a industrial punk type thing yeah and some doom metal in there like it's for sure it's great yeah but i i i, I love horror so much the most well, recent Nicolas Cage movie I saw was Pig. Did any of you see Pig? I did. <laughs> it was so strange. 
I haven't seen I that. loved it. Well, that the was premise, good. like, was I good. heard the premise. It was like, oh, Nicolas Cage has a pig and it gets stolen. He's trying to get it back. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm there. It's going to be awesome. And the movie's like a really, like, touching character study about, like, a broken chef finding, mm-hmm. like, his love for cooking. Yes. And it's like, Nicolas Cage gives a really good performance. And I'm like, this is not what I signed up for, but I'm here for it. <laughs> And it's all set. It's set in like the Portland underground as well. Yeah, like Portland underbelly. I'm convinced that Nicolas Cage is actually the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> it, it, no, no, no hint of <laughs> no hint of irony. One thousand percent sincerity. He maybe because is. I think what he captures is that like we have this expectation in modern cinema that things should be that are better if they're more realistic. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not how theater has always been done. Like, the ancient Greeks would use, like, really, like, over-the-top faces or, like, burlesque theater is really over-the-top. And so his whole thing where he's, like, you know, his, like, crazy character where he's, like, the bees! The bees! <laughs> <laughs> that seems ridiculous, but that's also a cool way to depict a character is through, like, being over-the-top and ridiculous. And he obviously can act, like, normal, yeah. like, normal style. So he's clearly just making the choice to act that way. And that's genius. And hey, my, bro- my brother told – he's my brother's a big film nerd, and he was, like, Nicolas Cage is great. He just picks – Every role, and it's just a big mixture of. He just picks the worst roles, and and he gets into like these shitty movies. I haven't seen like all the shitty Nicolas Cage movies. I saw Pig, it's... and then National Treasure as a child, or great that's movie. what it is. Yeah, great movies. Love those yeah. movies. Have you seen that super meta one he did with Pedro Pascal? Um, unbearable Never weight of massive talent. massive talent. Of course, yeah. I saw it. amazing. <laughs> I, I love that movie so much. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so good and i mean like i love i love i i'm not on the whole pedro pascal like craze right now like i think he's a great actor and a great guy but i'm not like thirsting over him or anything but i (laughs) that his dynamic with nicholas cage is like so good they have such good chemistry i i came around to the pedro pascal thing after seeing like him do a bunch of like those youtube interview series things and he's i he's a really quirky dude and I like it. Like he, uh, he's just an odd guy, and he just lets it all out when he does interviews, which I think is cool. That's cool. He's relatable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of those like guys who are like super serious actors put up like all those weird fake front-facing yeah. personas where they kind of like keep all the weird inside. Which I, I feel like if they just let that out, more people would find actors more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we? Talk more about music. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> On the music podcast. <laughs> uh, we we end up talking movies and horror like every episode for at least 10, I 15 know. minutes. So it it's happens. totally fine. Hell yeah. Uh, so music wise, um so far this year, has anything stood out to you both? Oh, the new Danny Brown JPEG Mafia album, Scaring the Hose. Amazing. <laughs> so uh-huh. so good. Love those guys. Uh chat piles god's country on the yes yeah so good Amazing. and then also underrated band also on the flinter is agriculture they're they're like ecstatic black metal like it's joyous black metal it's so good yeah and then mo- model act model actress with uh what is it like dog's pile or dog's body or whatever yes it is. that was really good very that was very, very good. good um what was that song called god mode or 
Um, oh, there's that one song on that album. Um, I don't think it was called or something mode. Pure mode. Sicko mode. mode. Yes. Sicko <laughs> mode. Pure mode. That track goes unreasonably hard. Yeah. For sure. I also have been listening to a lot of Pink Panthers, who I know is not heavy metal, but like I love her music. I think it's really, really like a new hot take on like break beats and cool like Brit pop synthy stuff. So I think she's really cool. And I also like Ice Spice unironically. Their single that they came out, what was it? The the boys are the boys yeah. He doesn't see that was a great song. Yeah, great song. Yeah, and then other like older music from what have I been listening to a lot? Oh, recently I I recently listened to Minutemen's uh double nickels on the dime. (laughs) And I'm like, this is so good. It's once again the post hardcore sort of thing, which you know hits my sweet spot, but like yeah. It's like there's like 40 songs and like almost every one of them are good. And then I hear the Jackass theme. I'm like, oh, it's these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the new 100 Gex album was really fun. Yeah. That was I'm, really good. I'm like looking at my phone right now. Like what, what, what new came out lately? What have I missed? What is some stuff that you guys think is good that we should listen to that we, that we should like influence Soy with? <laughs> oh. I mean, I I listen to a super wide range of stuff, so it's like everything from like weirdo black metal to <laughs> like folk world music type thing, and everything in between. But yeah, my my Check. two albums of the year so far are um, a band, a guy from uh, Spain called At the Altar of the Horn God. Uh, he did this like bizarre mix of black metal, ritual ambience, and like goth rock. Um, super cool, really fun. The first song is like a weird like ritual about nature um great album and then the other one is uh zorn with a self-titled album zorn that just did this like super 80s yeah. sounding guitar it's... like this non-stop riffs of like, uh, like it's a mix of like raw black metal with like um wild stallion speed. rock and roll yeah oh, just, just rocks hard as hell hell yeah okay i i know some of, of zorn stuff but i didn't realize they put out an album this year yeah, it just came out uh, really recently. I think it was like the 25th, like two weeks ago. Oh, well, that makes sense. I live in the woods, so like everything happens a few months in delay yeah. for me. Okay. Uh, you're farming and then you're like, oh, new black metal album drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out here like harvesting my potatoes and I'm like, uh, new black metal dropped from civilization. Got to go pick it up from the depot. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more and they'll let Brendan answer his his side of it. Yeah. But um there's a, a dude called Maxim Tacardi from France who I've been following as a visual artist for years. He's this weird guy that kind of paints with his blood. Um been doing these like really strange they're like pop culture mixed with satanic stuff for like decades now. And he has an album called uh, a project called KFR. Um and he's an album called Painter as a play on the fact that he is an artist. But uh <laughs> really really weird black metal um like super out there stuff really cool love the way it sounds i love the way or i love the way that you describe that i'm gonna check all those out you'll have to send me the list though because yeah i, I can I, send I, it to the uh soy chat no problem lovely uh, brandon what about you 
Nice. Uh, I, well, I've been on top of Zorn. I've been uh, listening to that new uh, Judiciary album. That's good. Ooh, Flesh and Blood. Really good. Yeah, it goes hard. So good. And um, I've been listening to a lot of the uh, uh, Scarco- Scarpotes. Scarpotes. Um, what's the name of their album? It's called Prayers to an Oblivion. Um, it's awesome. It's so good. Oh yeah, Something like black metal with thrash and elements, and they're doing like thirteen minute long songs, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's and sick. gotta give a shout out to the new like a uh, Depeche Mode album is so good. I don't know if any of you have heard it, but like they still have it. Mm-hmm. They came out. I didn't even know they came out. Mode new album. album. Yeah, it I came out on in March, March twenty fourth. It's it's a genuinely solid album. Really good. Yeah. I like Depeche yeah. Mode. Yeah. That's Memento Mori. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, check it out. I mean, Deepish Mode is one of those bands that like people from all different genre fan bases just like and respect Deepish Mode. I don't really talk to many people that don't like them. Facts. Right. Facts. I haven't finished it up, but um, I started it. What do you think? I like it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of like all kinds of music like that, and it's just it's good it's really good there's another uh band uh cloak um they're putting out an album um black flame eternal and uh they're really uh good it's like on that black and kind of thrash stuff mm. it's, it's gonna be really good oh if you guys want something really fun to listen to that's like super over the top like uh type thing comes out in two days uh australian band called lucifer's fall with an album called children of the night and it's just like really theatrical intentionally over the top do metal with like these outrageous vocals um oh, that sounds it, awesome it's great it's like playing on you know the whole like a uh, venom sound from like the 80s you um, are. that was that the first been... metal concert i ever went to was venom oh, that's awesome wow that's a good first concert for real um so yeah if you like that it's like that but massively exaggerated and it comes out in two days i'll send you a link to that too oh hell yeah awesome i'm literally so excited i just i have to say like of the metal like i'm much (laughs) and in that sort of scene but like of the metal genres it's like down to like grindcore and black metal for me i just like love sort of like raw really powerful and like sometimes like really over the top stuff and i feel like that's also a huge influence on soy is the theatrics like wait wait what i my i'm trying to what's the black metal band that i think is really great let me look it up real quick uh he sounds like he's just like ah! Ah! Oh, is that the one that sean was talking about where exactly. like he recorded vocals but like through like he was just screaming so loud that all the ambient mics picked him up or something mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> silencer though i fucking love silencer i do too i i love that like uh, depressive suicidal black metal that whole style like the dsbm stuff where it's just like that type of like completely raw shriek vocals with the clean guitar love it i mean if yeah. that's the kind of stuff you're looking to listen to you got to check out liminal dread productions because that's some like that's that's the core of what a lot of the music yeah oh, including awesome. the, the man i mentioned earlier tooth cooler who i should reach out to because they're cool and they make cool music oh a, a really fun one i stumbled across actually i saw this 
this dude live. I had no idea who he was. He opened for um, Proto Murder. And um, he is this is this one dude from LA. And he has, when he plays live, he has a bass player that joins him and that's it. And he what? just kind of talks, shouts, sings uh, really outrageous lyrics about like substance abuse and killing himself and stuff. And uh, it's, it's like hip hop mixed with uh, goth with like dark wave stuff. So as he's like pulsing industrial beats like and dark wave stuff with like a, a bass player and then him just shouting the hip hop style, but like mixed with goth stuff. It's it's fun as hell. And it's called um he's called Immortal Nightbody and his latest album is Pain is Power. Nice. I love the 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 titles that metal bands come up with. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> I, I love like in I love like in black metal, like the band logos is like their their name, but the font is like indecipherable. Yeah, you just like you can't read it. Brutal yeah, so, was the worst for that. It's like it's just a blur of someone just like colored in a page. The the one my favorite logo right now is Sanguisigabob. Yes, which another. Yeah, are, they're from Ohio, aren't they? I homicidal I'm, ecstasy. Is wait, I have to look it up. Yeah, I saw them. That's the album. Well, yeah, it's so fucking good. Or at least I, I like saw it. them the first time in Ohio. They were opening for Red Death. It was they were so good. Have you been have following you heard, their uh, fake beef? Hmm? Have you been following their fake beef with Born of Osiris? Yeah. I I love their I love their social media account. It's great. It's so funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's yeah. amazing. They're honestly say, have you uh, heard two hundred stab wounds? Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's that same vein. Yeah, for real. It's just absolute, like, punish. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Um, Yeah, I I mean, like, I love the sort of... That's the other aspect that I do want to talk about, Soy, is uh, is the social media aspect, because... Oh, God. (laughs) is exactly the kind of vibe that we're going for, where it's just, like absolutely like absurd and ridiculous our our instagram and our twitter is completely off the rails because i just use it as my personal account (laughs) (laughs) weird shit it's whatever i think of at the time and i feel like that and i and i only and i say that because that's that's like i feel like that's a solid i call us sometimes a chronically online punk band (laughs) (laughs) like a meme page that like also people has- people like our meme photos on instagram more than band related stuff like yeah most of the time like we'll post like hey guys we're releasing a single gets like 15 likes eric posts like a funny meme about like i don't know like a black metal meme or something like that and then it gets like 50 <laughs> likes it's ridiculous yeah and also the uh fuck, what was i gonna say um Oh my god! I completely lost my train of thought. What's the other ridiculous? I totally forgot what I was saying. I totally forgot what I was saying. Forget well, originally the the thing was their social media. It was originally Eric just ran Instagram, and then I ran Twitter for a while, and then we finally got it where we could all share the password with our with all the social media stuff. And then Eric just I, and for me, I'm not as like bombastic and unfiltered <laughs> and outgoing as Eric is. So like I tweet like. 
you know, very like normal moderate things, I guess. And then Eric all of a sudden is just like just posting the craziest shit. And people are like, is this is it all our friends like, is Max posting this? And I'm like, oh, I logged out a long time ago. <laughs> I no, I remember what I was gonna say is we did a Twitter poll uh, and it was what is soy? Is it a punk band or is it a meme page? And it was split 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the memes I mean, help, memes help the algorithm, so they work, they actually work in your favor. As right, a, a yeah, really. if they're getting you the likes, then um, people are paying attention. Yeah, it's, Instagram's like, oh, people like this. We're going to push it to more people. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that the only thing that's important in life? Is feeding the algorithm? Right, isn't that exactly. we're all here on this planet to do? Exactly, algorithm hungry. Yeah. You know, if I, I, I'm really betting that so I'm I'm in my my plan is that I assume that AI is going to take over the world like it's going to be like Terminator, like Skynet and stuff. And so the most beneficial thing for me to do right now is to be like, as feed the algorithm as much as possible and be as supportive of it as possible so that when artificial intelligence develops, it will look upon me kindly. And yeah, and we'll take for thinking ahead, Eric. Yeah, I, I mean, it. it's called That's investing smart. in your future. That's what it really is. <laughs> Did you ever uh, watch the 100? I started it, but I don't know. I, I really only watch like dumb TV. <laughs> oh, that's definitely dumb TV. I don't know. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I, but I, that whole premise like AI takes over, blows up the world. It's, it's wild. If yeah. you watch dumb TV, uh, have you seen um, the rehearsal? Oh, I have not seen the rehearsal, but I am a big fan of the last show that he had. Nathan for you. Oh yeah, for you. Oh my god, I love that love show that so show. much. <laughs> even even the in, like I've seen the intro because I've seen every episode at least two or three times, and even every, I still laugh at the intro when he's like, "I got really good grades." <laughs> graduated from one of canada's top business schools <laughs> so yeah dumb tv for me is like milf manor have you seen milf manor no okay. <laughs> are you ready are you no. ready for the roller coaster explanation of your yes, life i'm ready okay. i'm excited so, milf manor it starts like it's obvious like okay it's a bunch of older women and younger guys, right? Obvious. Okay, and you meet the older women, and then they come and they stand in front of the, uh, like, this this canvas, and the supposedly the handsome men on the other side, it drops, it's their sons. Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, literally, literally, <coughs> watching it with my boyfriend, and we were so horrified by it, we had to turn it off and watch the <laughs> massacre. We were, like, so... <laughs> Feel like we need a palate cleanser that was horrible okay so <laughs> their, their sons date the other women the other milk yeah they date the other women yeah oh man in front of that's their moms bad. that's so weird that's fucked up. Uh, no it's i know i know i know have but they I'm, no shame that's what i'm saying is i'm convinced it's someone's surreal freudian horror art project um asking for a friend what uh streaming service is that on I don't stream things. I just pirate everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the woods. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> That's not feeding the algorithm, though. No. Oh, damn. You're right. God damn it, Eric. <laughs> you got to get on that. I got to get all the subscription services now. Exactly. I got to get Hulu, Disney Plus, Peacock, 
whatever the fuck the other ones are. HBO Max. HBO Max, gay TV. It's okay. In like five years, they're all going to be owned by like three companies anyway, like merged right. into one thing because yeah, uh, Monop- Monopoly is already owned by three companies. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just started this time. Uh, Brendan, uh, do you have any last few questions left? Or are you basically good? Well, um, I was going to ask about um, where your favorite venues were um, to like see music as a uh, as a patron. Oh, damn. In Ohio? So, yeah. Or like in overall. Well, the most famous like. Like kind of like where the the up and coming underground people play in Cincinnati's Bogarts. I haven't seen a show in Bogarts yet, but like there have been like so many legendary like shows there, like in the past, right. like in the nineties. And then, you know, like the general places, like we have like, I don't know, I don't go to like a ton of like very small venues in Cincinnati. I saw I saw Injury Reserve in Columbus at like at a diner like type club place. And there was like 200 people there. That was cool. Wow. So like Bogarts is probably the most like famous, like small to medium sized act that people play in Cincinnati. Yeah. I'd say that. Um, so Bogarts is in Cincinnati. Right. And, um, and then across the river in Kentucky, there's Southgate house revival. Um, yes. It's like in a giant old church. So that's really cool. And then there's, um greenhouse in clifton which is like a diy collective that hosts really cool punk shows do not play at the thompson house no comment um the the, yeah i mean like but also like truly and deeply i mean this in the most genuine way that when when it comes to ohio music the best band you'll ever hear in your life is going to be some random dude's basement at like four in the morning and you'll and you, they, they'll say some you won't hear the name of the band and it, or it'll be something weird and then you'll and then you'll never see them again those are where the real shit happens that's where yeah the, where the work's being done hell yeah nice. the lowest of the underground that's where the best shit is going on right now the like ninth circle of hell <laughs> <laughs> and then uh have you guys played outside of cincinnati um, we almost did a show in Detroit, but that got canceled. We in played Columbus. Ohio and Kentucky. That's pretty basically yeah. nice. How'd um, that go? I mean, I, I we have a great time every time. Um, I mean, but like I said, it's really just one or two shows a year. We're hoping that maybe um, we're we're sort of in the long run planning to throw together like a like a big concept album or something about about blowing up the moon, and so we might. <laughs> We might do like a like a tour or something, especially now that like we're on a label that has more of like a like a out of state presence, whereas Floor Jazz was very much um, Ohio oriented. Cincy and Dayton. Yeah, but it was really cool. It was really cool because it was like really personal and really exciting. But I also think that like this gives us some opportunity to maybe do um, a tour. Plus, we could like go up through the East Coast up to Maine, and then I could just stay in Maine again because I live in Maine. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm in Connecticut, so oh, definitely yeah. make it to the East Coast. Hell yeah. Shout out East Coast. Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Then um, this might be pretty funny. I don't know. Maybe not. But mm-hmm. where were you on May 28th, 2016? May 28th? May 28th. Oh, God. Uh, Is that date significant? Oh, oh, oh. I know what you're talking about. 
Yeah. Okay. That. Because <laughs> we're from. Oh St- shit. on the internet enjoying it and mourning like everyone else oh wait is that harambe yeah oh no i thought about that until now okay all i have to say is that i don't know there were kids in our high school who posted pictures there's like a gorilla statue at the and they took a picture of with it and they captioned it on social media like dicks out for harambe and they got like they, and they got they didn't get like expelled but they were what, what's the what's the thing they got they, suspended they got suspended that shit. I, really thought so, I thought they did some bullshit thing of like saying like hands up don't shoot at the harambe statue oh my god I that's thought, horrible is that what it was i think it's i think it's because that was in my older brother's grave that's fucked up that's it is fucked really up. fucked up <laughs> Anyways, it was weird. <laughs> I mean, it was some pretty fucking horrible people. But like, the point is, is um, I feel like I very much Harambe was. We were just kind of outside of it because we're not in Cincinnati proper. Yeah, I feel like well, we it was the zoo a million times. At least I yeah. have. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was when I was pretty young. I I don't know if you went there. I mean, the last time I went there was like probably the last time I tried to date a woman <laughs> was like <laughs> went to the like winter lights thing. I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah. I went, I went like, a, like last year with my little brother and I went to like the, the gorilla exhibit and I'm pretty sure like they have it like covered up obviously now, like there's no way to access it. You can kind of see the concrete walls and everything where it was, but like, yeah, they, yeah. they made sure that it's just not there anymore, that there's no remnants right. of it, obviously. But gosh, people memed on it for so long. It's like they did. that is the meme of Cincinnati, essentially. It's, That's what, it, it was worldwide. Like I was living in New Zealand at the time, and everyone was talking about Harambe. Yeah, it's 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 a wild incident, you know. Like, yeah. so much went wrong. Truly, I, I for legal reasons, I can't really comment on the situation particularly. But uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's still in our he's, he's still in our hearts still yeah. in our hearts <laughs> very good <laughs> you got any more brandon <laughs> yeah the dog started going nuts um no i'm good to go that was my that was my end that was there. that was a good one that was a good one um i have two more <laughs> for you then so uh the first is a bit of an ambush question um if you were stranded on a desert island with a solar powered discman and three CDs each, what would they be? Oh God! Oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I, I, I have okay. Hold uh, on. I need to look at my phone specifically for this. I'm oh, also shit. looking. <laughs> I don't have any information stored in my brain. It's all in my phone. So on my phone, I have like like 15 downloaded albums. Like I guess my 15 desert island albums. But if I had to like choose three of them, cool. Uh, Remain in light, Talking Heads. Honestly, I love that album to death. And then need something with like a lot of variety. I would never get bored with. This is this is so hard. Honestly, it is hard. (laughs) My 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 personal favorite album still is Elephant by the White Stripes. But I don't know if I would bring that on a desert island though. There's a lot of good songs on it. I don't know. So difficult. I guess I go with that one, and then I need something fun. Prince's 1999 or like Mad Villainy, something that something like that. Good. 
There's so many nice. good ones, though. Okay, okay. If I could only bring three, it would be My War, Black Flag. Nice. Uh, it would be Un Verano Senti, Bad Bunny. Um, and probably, um, oh, God, I don't know. I guess the Bible. Jonathan by Soy. Uh, the Bible on audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the first audiobook submission. Yeah, no one said, no one said that yet. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Do you have it on your phone, Eric? Do you? <laughs> yeah, you want, to, you want to play a little bit of the Bible on audiobook? <laughs> <laughs> this is that right? You have one more question for us. <laughs> last, last one is uh, if people want to listen to or buy your music or follow you on social media, what are the best places to do that? Great question. Um, question. Yeah. So on Instagram, we are um, at soy period underscore the band. Um, you'll know us because it's like a picture of a hunky man with a soy milk carton for a head. Um <laughs> uh our twitter is i'm like looking at it as is at soy band official again hunky man with the milk what's our what's our tiktok it's like oh the the i think it's the i think it's the soy i don't know we deleted tiktok whatever so the point is I yeah forgot. so we find us on Bandcamp, find us on spotify find us anywhere that streams music check out um liminal dread productions that's where you can pre-order re-energized or get a copy um and uh yeah i mean smoke signals work too so you, you know get <laughs> with us however you <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, really appreciate you guys taking the time. And it was obviously a lot of fun chatting to you. Uh, we can, obviously, you guys are going to have some more works in the future. So we'd love to have you back on sometime. Hell yeah. Hell Always yeah. love to come back. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great. And yeah, thank uh, you. Anytime. And for everyone listening at home, thanks for tuning in and uh, come back next week for another guest. Bye.